Welcome <laughs> to another edition of Ruminations from the Red Room. I'm your host, Mitch Proctor, and today we are lucky enough to have a group of great guys representing a great show. I've been really enjoying watching their content. Today we have, not in the studio, but hopefully one day when the studio returns, we've got the guys from Rediscover Geek. And to kick this off, one of the guys is also a part of our Ruminations radio network, Tony. How you doing today, man? Living the dream, man. <laughs> Living the dream. <laughs> thanks well, thanks really, for having me. Yeah, man. I'm really excited to have you here. I'm glad that you brought around your cohorts here. Um, another part of the team over at uh, Rediscover Geek. Chris, welcome. Hey, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and, and no hardball questions. Yeah, no hardball questions. <laughs> I get nervous. My hands are sweating already. It's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Hardball journalism here in the Red Room, always. <laughs> and also from Rediscover Geek, Caesar. How's it hey, going? Oh, hey, Mitch, how's it going? Uh, thank you for having us. Uh, I'm excited to be here. And, you know, bring on those questions, man. Don't be shy. Just throw them at us. <laughs> you guys are making me suddenly very self-conscious of the fact that I didn't actually yeah. write down any hardball questions. I know. I'm like, in all honesty. Uh, questions? <laughs> I've got great questions. All right, I'm an all inquisitive right. person. <laughs> Like, let's start first. Uh, guys, Rediscover Geek. First of all, when I first heard about it, what an awesome name. I thought just it was immediately like, well, that is great. I think that it, it communicates a lot in one shot. Whereas like a name like Ruminations from the Red Room, you have to wonder, what the hell is that even about? Nobody knows. But Rediscover <laughs> Geek communicates. Where did that come from? And uh, when did you guys decide to start this up? Oh, that's you, Jansen. Yeah, that's you, Jansen. That's all you, Jansen. Yeah, you spearheaded it. Question. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, I'll, I'll take the first part on when we decided. So, uh, this actually, it's, goes, it goes back. So, I've been, I, I work in the video game industry, and I work for uh, Blizzard Entertainment. And for the last three years, um, and before this, I came from, like, Comic-Con world, um, like, pop culture, like, comics, movies, video games. And so, when I moved into... Uh, video games. I uh, on the esports side. I started um, getting. I, w I wouldn't say like siloed, but it, it became for like last three years. My life has been Overwatch, and because mm -hmm. I work, was working on Overwatch League specifically, and every I lived and breathed Overwatch, and it was like an Overwatch League echo chamber. And in that time, like I started like lapsing on reading comics. I started like. Watch, lapsing on watching shows because I was just so focused on th this one thing. Life crept up on you. Yeah, yeah, like life just hit and then everything that I used to enjoy or used to like pay attention to is kind of got sidelined because I was just so hyper-focused on this. Um, and so for a while I was just like, how do I get back into watching stuff and set time aside? Um, and COVID hit, and short answer is that COVID hit, and it, it kind of opened up. Like, I wasn't driving into a studio, because um, I used to, we worked at Burbank, for, and so it was like a two-hour drive, and... Wow, two-hour commute? Yeah, two-hour commute, yeah, because I was in Long, uh, Long Beach, and so wow. with traffic, my commute was like two hours each way, essentially each day. Yeah, and without so, traffic, it would be about a 15-hour drive. <laughs> <laughs> That is Los Angeles right there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when COVID hit, it kind of just opened up like more time because I was home. I didn't have like two hours. Like after I got off work, 
I didn't have like another two hours in the car. So um, it was kind of like the perfect time. And Anthony and I go way back. And I understand like, uh, like back to like early days, way back. Yeah, yeah we go way back. Like what it's been over 20 years now. Right, Anthony? Yeah. I graduated in 2000, so it's 20 years, but we knew each other before that, so like 22 years maybe? Yeah. 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 And so and we've been uh we've been like writing partners off and on and we we tried to start a company many times. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> what other and, kind of uh, what other kind of companies did you guys try to start? What other things did you uh well, take a, a stab at? Well, production company essentially. I mean, oh. the running joke was we came up with a production name and then the running joke was like we had all these ideas but we just never, you know, did anything with them. Yeah. Well, our production name what was implement nothing, right? Yeah, uh, implement nothing productions. <laughs> <laughs> Execute <doing>? zero. Yep. That's <laughs> literally what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and it went on for years. Like Yeah. Um oh, you guys are killing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we set the bar really high for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm super excited. We got 30 episodes. Um, and so I call, uh, he's obviously the first person I'd go to for something like this. And then Caesar, uh, I worked with Caesar for many years when I was with Witherworld. Um, I hired him to run our gaming and take over and expand uh, Witherworld Gaming. And he did an amazing job and we became really good friends. And ever since I left, I've wanted to work with them again, so I called him up and wanted to see if he wanted to be a part of it too. And so that's where the podcast came from. And Rediscover Geek was, I don't even know where the name came from, I'll be honest. It was more because I was rediscovering something and it, 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 it just kind of fit in. It Because I wanted to rediscover the things that I enjoyed, like what, like what I grew up on and what made me the person I am today. And so that's like the rediscovery then I just added geek to it because it's all centered around geek. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, in so, recent yeah. years, like geek, geek chic has definitely become something. There's definitely a, a cachet to that at this point. So, I mean, you couldn't have chosen better. And then your two cohorts here, also longtime geeks. Yes. Uh, without a <laughs> doubt. Uh, yeah. I, I could definitely say that I've been pretty much geek all my life uh, to the point where I've actually experienced bullying growing up. Uh, so I was that stereotypical geek, you know, um, but yeah, I'm very surprised to hear Jensen's story about the name because when he came to me and he told me the name, I was instantly hooked. I thought this was a great idea right. because shortly after um, we, well, Jensen left Wizard World uh, months before I did. I still yeah. stuck around hoping that I can, uh, I can kind of. Uh, save the sinking ship that was Wizard World Gaming, but unfortunately there was no saving it, and eventually I kind of bailed myself, not even having a backup plan. I just kind of got fed up with what was going on there. Um, Jensen and I still uh, stayed in touch. There were there were times where we threw out you know some ideas, trying to do things uh, together, but those didn't actually work out. We never even had any names for them like they did. Uh, but when he came to me with this idea and he told me Rediscover Geek, that was the first time that I actually thought, oh my God, he's got something. Like he's actually bringing something to the table. It's not just throwing something into the universe and hoping that hoping that you know it falls. It's on not our just backs. implement nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. No. This is implementing something. It more thought out. Yes, it was definitely more thought out. And yeah, like I said, like I come, I, I definitely um, have a heavy background in uh, geek culture. Uh, and uh, right out of high school, you know, I really got into gaming uh, or 
I've been into gaming all my life, but I wanted to dive into the actual industry. So I've actually been in the industry for about 12, maybe 13 years now, and really different aspects of it, uh, merchandising, events, mm -hmm. uh, marketing. I mean, you name it, I've probably been involved with gaming uh, many different ways. But he came to me with the idea of, you know, we need to come up with a logo and hopefully we can do something with it. And between Jansen and I, we knocked out a logo in a week and we yeah. actually felt like this is moving along. We actually yeah. have something. And I would have to, you know, give the hats off to the pandemic because the fact that we had nothing else going on in our <laughs> lives, especially me, we actually had the time to actually execute this. And when he mentioned Anthony, who, by the way, they've been friend for, friends for 20 years. I've never heard his name until then. Um, that was the first time I ever heard Anthony's name come up. Okay, so that's a strong friendship right there. Yeah, it really is. I can't, I can't, I can't, of course. Exactly. I introduce him every week. <laughs> but no, uh, when Jansen told me that he had uh, Anthony um, and we had our first meeting, I felt very confident. I felt like Anthony and myself, when we first met, I mean, it was just instant chemistry like Love it, there was no sight. awkwardness there was no awkwardness <laughs> oh this is anthony you know oh I, I don't know if i'm gonna get along with this guy no i felt comfortable right off the bat and what jansen brought to the table and he's gonna be very humble about this but he may not have a story for where the game name came from but quite honestly this was all jansen's idea and i just helped you know, put this together, but this, uh, this all came from this man right here. So hats off to him. Thank you for bringing me along on this adventure. And I'm looking forward to many, many more episodes. Oh, thank That's you. I'll, I, yeah. I'll actually say that, um, Caesar's probably done more work than I have on this whole endeavor. <laughs> so, <laughs> he does all the, he does all the graphic design yeah. and he does all, obviously all the production is all handled through him. Um, when we're streaming and everything and yeah, without him, I would literally, it'd still be an infinite nothing uh, endeavor. <laughs> well, hey, that's, that's a sign of a good team, though, right? You got well-rounded, wide skill sets across the board. So now yeah. I'm just wondering, what's Anthony bringing to the table? <laughs> you know, that's exactly both, what man. I'm thinking. You and me both. <laughs> but I didn't know that that was where Caesar and Anthony first met was in this endeavor. So that's actually kind of cool and exciting, especially because the chemistry worked. And it does on screen. So... How's that working out now? Like, how many episodes are you guys in? Like, we just crossed 30, <laughs> no, right? That's, that's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> get wrong? I think, what is it, 29, 30 now? No, See, we're 31, that's debatable. Man. We're going into 31 episodes now. Wow. I'm off. My number, my numbering system I, I lost a while ago. Like dates, dates, anything number related. Yeah. Well, the consistency has been very impressive, guys. I mean, especially when you have a new endeavor and you've got like new people meeting for the first time, like the, the hiccups and the, the hurdles that you run into. Sometimes that can be hard. So who's the uh, or maybe it's a combination of the three. Who's the the juice that gets things going when you guys are feeling like less inspired or feeling like you, you can't get uh, this week's episode up and running? Like. Where do you guys find the energy to do it, especially in these times that can be kind of trying? I th I think what's interesting is if if it was just well, obviously if it was just Mark and I or Chris and I, then <laughs> it would not have got. I think the glue is really Caesar. I think having that third person yeah. really kind of helped us. Um, just just we had to make sure that we showed up every week. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's it's been interesting because going through this many episodes, we have there's been a couple of episodes that we might not have felt as strongly about, 
But I think one of the keys yeah. is when we we found our rediscovery segment. I think that's when things started to click a little bit um, mm-hmm. more consistently for us. Um, I think it's just a matter of we aren't we want a structure, but I think also too we've started to not be as hard on ourselves to like have to drum up a bunch of you know manufactured excitement or. Although I can get fiery sometimes, <laughs> but I think it's just, yeah, I think it's just the combination of us three works really well just because we come at it with our own different energies. You know, there'll be times where, you know, it's skewed a little bit in terms of mm-hmm. maybe two people will like uh, one thing, but then, you know, you've got one person, you know, dissenting a little bit, um, not in a malicious way, but just, you know, in a very, I don't know. I've seen the claws come out, man. <laughs> getting a little bit rough in there but yeah the dynamic between you guys is great you're right it does alternate between who's got like the passion for this or for that and it's engaging Uh, as a viewer i don't think there are a lot of shows i've watched that have made me want to like jump up and like i don't ever comment i don't say things like (laughs) but you know with your guys show i feel like i want to like say stuff i want to jump in there like oh and and that's a testament to your personalities and the show you guys are running it's impressive I pre- I appreciate that. Um, I sometimes it's it's weird like being on this side, um, on the side of doing it. Sometimes like you, we mentioned, like we have episodes where we end, and I'll be the first person that will probably get down. I think of everybody and just say like I, I yeah, I didn't feel it, uh, and put kind of realize that I wasn't doing my best performance. But um, that yeah, it's nice that. Thanks for saying that. The performance part of it. um, Let me ask you guys a little bit. Is that something that you go into it consciously thinking about? uh, Because obviously you're, you're out to entertain as well as inform. Like, is that something that you found yourself falling into naturally? Uh, Anthony's got a background in acting. Chris, Caesar, do you guys have uh, similar backgrounds or is this just like your first time being quote on stage? Uh, Oh yeah, please. Uh, Yeah. I'm more, I'm more of the guy. (laughs) I'm more of the guy that likes to be behind the scenes. Uh, that's always been my role. I've never liked to be in front of the camera. This is actually the first time I'm taking on a role where, you know, I'm uh, I'm in the front line. So it's a little weird. Um, so every episode, um, it doesn't, I may not show it, but I am a bit nervous only because I'm still not yet comfortable with the whole acting part or, you know, having to perform because that's what it feels like. You know, it feels like you're about to go on stage and that could be very nerve wracking. But once the show starts, I remember that it's just literally Anthony, Jansen, and myself, and we're just here to shoot the shit. I mean, I, I yeah. don't know if we can share, you know, uh, can I swear? We do have an explicit rating. It's okay. You can. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, yeah, that's, uh, you know, once the show starts, yeah, it's just literally us just having a conversation. So I, I can happily say I am not acting. I'm. This is me genuinely just being myself. And if I'm mm-hmm. snapping at, at Jansen or snapping at Anthony, it's because I genuinely disapprove with what they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely no acting there. And I, I feel the same thing from them. I get the same energy from them. And it definitely feels like we're just here probably not. We're not drinking on the show, but it definitely feels like we're just having a beer and we're Sorry. just shooting the shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome, and and sorry to snort at that because that's normally cool. on our shows we are drinking. <laughs> Pretty much well, well, across that, that's all the, the funny episodes. thing. I, I do remember before the show actually, before our first episode. I I think actually the first episode I do remember having a beer with me. 
because we actually encouraged that. We said, let's, you know, let's have a, let's have something to drink while we're, while we're streaming and see where it goes. And I never had another beer since. Well, you guys, you come off very loose and easygoing. I mean, all three of you for not having any type of, uh, chemical enhancement devices, <laughs> substances at your, at your disposal. Uh, and so that's, again, another testament to what you guys got going on. So what's what's next for you guys? I mean, the the production is awesome, Caesar. I mean, for one, immediately when I tuned in, um, I, you know, I don't think I made episode one. I got to be honest when Anthony told me about it. But immediately I was like, what in the world is all this? You've been listening to Ruminations from the Red Room, brought to you by Ruminations Radio Network. If you like this cast or want to find some other great topics, join me, Hoptimus, host of the Retro Futurist Culture, for great discussions on all things retro future. Check it out and all of our other awesome podcasts at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. Hold on, hold on. I, could, I could jump on this. I remember exactly what he was saying. He was talking about how awesome the production was, <laughs> how awesome it looked. Crazy either, so. <laughs> yeah, I was I was very jealous. Okay, so here we come back in. <laughs> joining our podcast in, in session, or what is it? Uh, joining uh, Already in progress. Uh, the, the production values. Caesar, man, that looks great. It's gorgeous. And then you guys got great content with the three of you talking about it. And another reason why I want to thank you guys for being here today is I know you guys do a lot of prep work. You guys actually kind of line out what you guys are talking about. I can't imagine what goes behind the scenes to get all those great pop-up videos and stuff. What? Is, what am is, I missing? Uh, is Anthony like lying to you here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, am I, am we, I, we have a production meeting. <laughs> Whether anything gets produced, <laughs> that's a Whether different question. <laughs> Whether it's productive, oh, see, I'm I'm spilling the beans here. I'm like making it <laughs> making it rough. So, how do you guys decide what's going to be on the show each week? Yeah, that's what's interesting is is <laughs> we actually we we text each other throughout the week. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, our, our news format is essentially what we think is interesting or what we find interesting throughout the week, mm-hmm. and just you know, we'll talk about it on Monday nights and see what we want to touch on or if it's something that we're really you know excited about or we have strong opinions about. And then with our rediscover segment, we've kind of already lined out what we're going to do for the four weeks out. So we kind of already know what, what content we're reviewing. Um, and then we've got our re- weekly episode recap. So we've got that in place. So a lot of it is just calling together any sort of video or clips that we need for the show. Mm-hmm. And then that's what Mark and Caesar do, um, or I'm sorry, Chris and Caesar do. And then essentially, you know, Caesar was really uploading those up on the, um, uploading those into the, um, essentially the feed that we're going to run. So it's it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's an organized mess because like, uh, like Anthony says, we definitely get together. We talk it over, you know, we list everything out. We, we are very organized on Monday and then Tuesday during the show, (laughs) it just gets, there's no organization there. It's just, free for all at that point. And basically Jansen is the one that tries to keep everything in line, but he no longer really follows, you know, the the programming. He just kind of says, Oh, we also wanted to talk about this. And we just kind of dive into it. So, well, I mean, let's be honest. I I tried at the start, I tried doing like run of shows and everything. And part of it is my laziness was just not getting them done in time. Um, But then when I would do them, you guys never even opened them. 
<laughs> I, I made a beautiful run of shows. Yeah, I made a beautiful run of shows that broke down like every segment into like how long, like 15 minutes, what assets we have, what all that stuff. And then they didn't even open them. Like they never even opened them. So then what's the point? Now I just jotted down on a piece of paper and, and I draw like you should see like if I like just like arrows, if we move something around, I just have arrows. And sometimes my handwriting gets confusing and I write really small so i don't actually know what i put <laughs> so, um so then we just kind of wing it so i kind of have a general sense of what we're doing based off of like trailers and clips we pulled but then uh just kind of go from there but it's authentic but yeah i think yeah. that's the thing i think we we talked about it too sort of in in the early um episodes for sure is i think we found and i know we're probably knocking ourselves a little bit more than you know, we're ki- we're actually kidding around, but you know, it's tongue in cheek. Um, but it's it really is that balance of we do have some sort of set structure, but we're trying to find, and a lot of times I feel like we do we find the balance between you know the order and then the chaos because this sounds like damage control, dude. I'm hoping that I can bring something to the team, so I'm working on my PR angle. Yeah, <laughs> he, needs, he needs to take over PR. For, for, but it work, really, it's that it's that balance because I think that's what allows the spontaneity and the mm-hmm. authenticness to come through. Because otherwise, I feel it would be too robotic and it wouldn't be yes. as as mm-hmm. as interesting or as lively as it can get because. If you don't at least have some structure, then it's just a, it's cats just like all over the place. But then if it's too, you know, the other way, then it's, it's, you've got no direction. And then if it's the other way, it's just, it comes across as too stiff and too um, stilted. Yeah. I actually Uh, think when we, when we first started, um, I, I like looking back now, 30 episodes later, (laughs) um, I actually think like, (laughs) um that it was like i I, at the beginning like i wanted more structure and that's when i think i had the hardest time with after every episode is because i did it didn't feel like it was authentic sometimes or i not maybe not them but i didn't feel authentic because i was trying to be like this host and never hosted before and all this stuff and so i think as we like kind of progressed and we kind of loosened up a little bit um yeah, it's kind of the show's changed definitely from the first episode. Well, that definitely is something that you you point out there. Never having hosted before, like the fact to undertake something like this, never having done anything quite like it, or not been that in that role before, the ability to hold that all together and present what you guys present each week is, again, it seems kind of like I'm blowing you guys all day long, but I'm just been very <laughs> impressed. Like it's been it's been a great thing for me to tune into and have really enjoyed so do you guys have a favorite episode so far that you've done do you have one that really kind of really encapsulates what rediscover geek is all about i want to say i think i'm gonna say an episode and i don't know i want to say probably if not all of the every all of us think one episode is probably our best episode um well for me personally i think when we did our rediscovery on dick tracy um Mm -hmm. That episode, I forgot what episode number it was. Damn it. Probably should have looked this up. Um, but <laughs> uh, getting questions. Yeah, that's hard hitting. Uh, um, <laughs> but I think that that was kind of, 
that was probably when I look that was kind of like the peak of where I want every episode to be and so that's kind of like my guiding like light or my my focus point is I I just love that episode it was because uh, I love Dick Tracy and talking about Dick Tracy with everybody was just really fun and we just had a lot of great like engagement from our audience like twitch chat and stuff and Mm -hmm. it just was like to me the best episode that i I think we've done so far anthony the same that was the first one that came to mind was the dick there was just something about the the everything that we were discussing that episode and rediscovering dick tracy just there was a lot of it was just fun there was a lot of excitement a lot of i think just a lot of energy um yeah, so that one came to mind. Not to say again, not to say that the other ones don't, but it just it, to Mark's or to, to Chris's point, yeah, it makes a lot of sense that, that was encapsulated kind of the identity and the brand of Rediscovered Geek. I think. Um, yeah, that was wait up. No, our first one was that was our second episode, right? Oh, when we when we switched to the the when we switched the Rediscovery format. That was yeah, because the first one was the comic, and yeah, then we the did movie and then TV, yeah. yeah. So that would have been probably the second one that we yeah. did. Yeah, so yeah, that's what I, I think that was, yeah, like you said, Anthony, that, that was, was uh, uh, Dick Tracy was episode 22, and I believe oh, wow. that was uh, November 3rd, 2020. Yeah, that was only uh, two months ago, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, we, we switched that format not too long ago, and that format's very nice and very fun, and yeah, I, I, I definitely... I'm gonna jump in with the third vote on that one. Dick Tracy definitely my favorite episode. It just wow. it just felt again, it was literally us just shooting the shit, talking about Dick Tracy. I I, I kind of expected it to be a, a different answer from Caesar, and because you have a different perspective on it, if you're doing all the production stuff and doing the graphics and all those types of things, do you have something that really kind of stood out for you that you really enjoyed working on as far as presenting, I don't know, the videos and the clips and things, or does it still, you still vote uh, the Dick Tracy episode? Uh, When it comes to the production thing, it's more of an, you know, I I kind of want to put the umbrella over everything because when we first started, uh, Jansen and I had an idea of kind of going very uh, old school, very Miami Vice style uh, (laughs) graphics, um, which uh, I think the first, three or four episodes had those funky little graphics and it didn't really work out. So when it comes to that, I kind of like everything because every episode has something different. So if it wasn't for the first episode, I wouldn't have known what I wanted to change for the next three episodes and so on and so on. So that is my favorite part is trying to figure out how much more can I, can I add to this show? What more, you know, um, like uh, holiday specials, for example, Chris didn't know I was going to add the, you know, nice little Christmas theme to to one of the episodes. And when I went up, it totally distracted him and it threw him off his game. Uh, so he's trying to do the intro and then all of a sudden he just stops talking and we have dead air for like a good 10 seconds because he's staring at the screen. Um, but yeah, that's my, my favorite part is just... That's not yeah, covered yeah. in the production meeting that you guys have each week. Sometimes I like to surprise these guys when it comes to graphics. <laughs> so definitely don't have a favorite episode when it comes to, to the design work of it. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why I really enjoy Dick Tracy is because the whole show is all about rediscovering. Mm-hmm. And Dick Tracy, I felt like that was the one time that we genuinely all got together. We watched a very old movie that I personally had not seen for years. I think the last time I saw this movie, I was probably in junior high. And to go back and rewatch that movie and realize, God, this movie still holds up and it's still so good. And it gave me that nostalgic feeling. I couldn't wait to talk about it. 
And when we finally did talk about it, I could tell everyone was on the same page about that. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's that was the best part for me for that episode. And that's why it remains my favorite episode. But as far as design work, every episode to this day has been my favorite because I like to throw in some things that they may not see it's coming. And yeah, I still kind of uh, throw Chris Jansen off a bit. So it's fun. To <laughs> just design work. That's so, fun. I was gonna say I would say the Halloween episode too, from a design standpoint, is I didn't even realize he was doing it until after, but um, he was switching like periodically a ghost would pop up, in <laughs> in the my shot or something like that, or an Anthony shot and his shot, and just like a subtle like little Halloween type. I I, I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> you know, Caesar, you said something that. You know, that really kind of caught my ear. And for the ruminators out there who've listened to the show before, they've heard me mention this this quote before. And I always I, I go back to it because I go back and forth myself. And, and the quote it was this, and it's from the movie High Fidelity. You guys familiar? Yes. 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 Yeah. The, the quote was, it's not what you're like, but what you like. And I've never found an exact answer. I have, tend to believe that it's more what you are like. However, something brings us all together here. There's like this core thread running through it and that's some of those things you said these guys watched you guys all rewatched uh dick tracy and they were experiencing some of that same nostalgia that you were feeling those through lines that connect us all through geekdom what do you think the like if there was one thing that that kind of connected us in that through line like what is it is it the imagination is it the ability to kind of like put aside the real world um, and, and just kind of like really be passionate about something because I feel sorry, quite honestly, for the rest of the world who can't embrace geekdom. <laughs> if, they can, if you can't embrace genre, it's kind of, I, I sometimes struggle to imagine what that life is like. So what do you think the core personality trait is that unites the world of geek? Uh, is that a question directed for me? Or That's a question for everybody. Cool. Um, I'll jump in real quick. Uh, I just think it's the fact that you realize, and I've realized this way. Um, I, see, again, growing up, uh, growing up, uh, this geek that I am, you know, loving everything that I loved, and growing up with the, um, I, I still hang out with these friends of mine. I mean, they are my brothers. Uh, I went to school with them. I, I have my, I have a couple friends who I grew up with. I, I met them in second grade, and still to this day, we still talk, we still hang out, and they're the ones that I hang out and watch football with. Uh, but we couldn't be any more opposite than what we are. I mean, they, they, they like exactly the same stuff, but I was the oddball because I love what I love. And like mm -hmm. I mentioned, I grew up getting bullied. I think it's just the fact that you have someone that you can relate to uh, me personally, at least I'm speaking for myself. It's the fact that I have people that I can relate to, you know, we're in a, we're in an age now where, you know, we're, we're the cool guys now. You know? <laughs> uh, reading comics is a cool thing wow. to do. Playing video games is a cool thing to do. So just uh, knowing that I can sit down and talk to Chris and talk to Anthony and even other friends that I have that I surround myself with now, and I'm looking to be able to surround myself with those friends is that we genuinely like the same stuff. I think that's what brings me together with them. and makes me feel very comfortable. Excellent. Anthony, you want to go? I'm still pondering this question. I feel this is very deep. Like, and I, I don't know if I have the specific answer for myself. Um, so yeah, you, you, you take it, Chance. No, actually, that's I've, why we call it ruminations. Yeah, yeah well, this, these are tough questions, man. Um, no, I actually wanted to throw to Anthony so I could have more time to think. Of this. <laughs> I like, I like Caesar's answer. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I. I've noticed that it, for me, a lot of it, I've been drawn to the 
I've realized this as I've gotten older, I've been drawn to the escapism aspect yeah. of, of geekdom. And, um, and I do enjoy talking about it with other people because yeah, there is a, a, a sense of community and uh, connectiveness and, mm-hmm. you know, acceptability that, you know, it, it, it's cool to be a geek. It's cool to like games again. It's cool to like, you know, comic books and all this other geeky stuff. Um, but for me, it has been the escapism because I feel like it triggers the the imagination. You kind of go off into mm-hmm. places that are not necessarily rooted in, you know, real life or some of the bullshit in real life. Yeah. Um, and that's what I really gravitate towards uh, a lot. And I think it's, you know, just being able to communicate and talk with other people who find that stuff interesting. You know, we like cool shit. I think yeah. that's what's really awesome. And, I think that's what connects a lot of people to. Well, there's them. definitely been some bullshit this past year. <laughs> yeah, oh, damn sure. We've all needed that escape, you know. So. Starting off great too. <laughs> yeah, don't jinx it. Don't yeah, jinx 20, it. Twenty twenty one was like, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, I was gonna say I tend to I, I agree with what Anthony and both either said. I also feel like there's like this. I, I think it's like the nostalgia. I want to say like the nostalgia factor that. Like, when you think back, like, when I'm watching, like, just, like, Dick Tracy or I'm watching, like, Fantasy, like, it kind of, like, there's the escapism element, but also kind of, kind of takes me back to a simpler time when that's was kind of, like, my life was just reading comic books and stuff like that. And I think that, I, I don't know if that, that ties people together, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like there is an element that, like, we all kind of, everybody that's watching this stuff like you you rarely find somebody that's i guess in their 40s that kind of discovers geekdom for the first time right and maybe there are people out there but it's usually it's usually people that have kind of grown up and it's kind of been with them throughout their lives and i i think there's that element of like just knowing that this person was reading lord of the rings or reading these dragonlance novels or playing dungeons yeah. and dragons like yeah dragonlance like yeah this this person was doing these things when they were younger too that kind of connects i guess if we're searching for some connective tissue well uh, we we were all kids so that yeah. i think you're onto something there i mean we were all young mm-hmm. um and something that, that anthony and i have discussed at length a few different times is the then this is going to be a rough estimation of that conversation but we seem now in this day and age to hold on to or maintain a connection to our youth that perhaps maybe generations in the past did not or were not given the freedom to express. For example, my father, you know, I would have been hard pressed to say what he liked as a kid. I do know because we had those conversations. He liked Zorro, but it wasn't like, uh, you know, my dad, when he was 40, went to like a Zorro convention, you see? So like now we're given a little bit more permission to embrace our youth and to embrace childlike things and I think it's a, I think it's a positive thing. Like nostalgia, when you look back at the meaning and the, the like, the origins of that sometimes has like a negative connotation, like an inability to to let go and things. But I I have to say that for me, I think that it's a positive thing, and I think what you guys are promoting is a positive thing. Yeah, yeah. no, I I agree. I also think that like like I'm curious, like with social media and the way technology has grown, I would be completely. I I think if if it stayed the same way from when I was a kid, I, I think that 
I would kind of have probably tended to go the way of like you mentioned, like your dad, where there's like conventions and stuff like that. But I think like social media and the internet and everything just opened it up to where now people can just communicate about everything all the time. And so you're not really siloed to just your core group of friends that mm-hmm. you got together on the weekends. Now you have, you could connect with thousands of people that are doing it too. Um, yeah. And to your point, Jansen, on that is that's exactly what I mean when I say that talking about it, being able to open up with people that genuinely like the same stuff you do. I tried talking about this kind of stuff. I tried talking about like a Chrono Trigger, for example, trying to talk uh, about that kind of stuff to, to a couple of my friends and they never played this game and they don't really play video games. And I'm over here trying to open up and I'm genuinely excited about something, but they just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So, you know, I, I, I shared the information with them, you know, I opened up and it was cool to kind of, you know, just open up about that, but there was no back and forth. And when I finally started finding people that I can have that back and forth with it, oh my God, the imagination just grew from there. And yeah, that is the reason why I play video games. I still say it to this point. I don't play Madden because I don't play simulations. I play my video games to escape reality. Mm-hmm. And I like to, you know, get away from from reality for a while. If it's if it's just a few minutes, if it's a few hours or a whole night where I'm not sleeping, the fact that I can find a place where I can find some joy and happiness from the stresses of life. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing. And that's why I love my video games. And, you know, I just want to keep sharing those experiences. But obviously, you got to always remember, there's still a life that you need to live and you still have to be responsible for living that life. So don't let it consume you. Don't let these video games be an addiction. Just know that it's a way to just go and have fun and, you know, kind of de-stress for a while. Yeah. Well, guys. I know that we talked at the beginning about uh, hard-hitting questions. Are you guys ready for that? Yes. Are you ready? No, ready to get I feel like dirty. I'm loosening up a little bit. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a disclaimer on everything I say so I can't be fired. Because <laughs> it's, it's gonna get it's gonna get rough, and and we're gonna start with this one: peanut butter, smooth or crunchy? Smooth all day. Smooth all day. Smooth all day. That was a warm up. So now, now look out. It's coming at you now. So for a a bunch of guys that, that I know that the rediscovered geek covers comics and movies and games and everything uh, without spoilers, anybody have anything you're really looking forward to covering in the future? Any, any upcoming topics, anything that we can look forward to hearing you guys uh, wax philosophical on, you know, when Anthony finally watches Cobra Kai all the way through, um, (laughs) And we could actually talk about that. I, I think that's going to be really super exciting because I, I feel like that's probably, I, I think Caesar mentioned in like the last episode that that's literally what the show was <laughs> kind of based, like created for. <laughs> so, um, so that I also like, there's, there's things that I, I feel like I kind of want to explore areas that I just haven't in so very long, um, haven't like touched and, we kind of did that with like a little bit with Attack on Titan, um, mm-hmm. but I'd like to see, I'd like to touch more on uh, some anime because uh, I used to be a huge fan growing up and I like just drifted off. And so Attack on Titan kind of like wet my whistle to, uh, is that the term? 
about my whistle? Sure, let's go with that. It's not dirty. <laughs> I don't know. Like sometimes, like I I make up terms, and then Tasha, my wife, will tell me like it's not that. <laughs> I get, like, oh. I can see the headlines. Attack on Titan. Wets with Jansen's whistle. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah there's. I, I like the anime stuff. I think we're doing that um, with uh, uh, Alice in Borderland. I can't think as kind of like a step in the right uh, in the direction that I kind of want to go with. Um, like just areas that I haven't really seen that, or or haven't really touched in a very long time. For okay. me, so. Anthony Caesar. What about you guys? What are you guys looking forward to? Anthony, you want to go next? Or you want me to take it? Well, I think. Um, yes, please. Yes, please. I appreciate the rediscovery segment because we've we've added some comics, and I felt like that was something that I was yearning for 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 a little bit is more comic books. But but selfishly only because I read like a, a crap ton of comics still, um, and I still go to the shop every Wednesday, um, and I'm reading a lot of the new stuff. Um, but yeah, it, I'm looking forward to exploring that some more. Um, because I think there's some interesting stuff happening, but then also too, there's, there's been so many great stories, so many great, um, things to rediscover in that arena. And then, yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys seem to cover a lot of like real current stuff. And then as of late, the rediscovery thing is, has been, has been something to kind of look forward to. So that's, that's exciting to see you want to go back to some of the things that happened before mm-hmm. the previous things, uh, Caesar. So what you got? Uh, so right when you asked that question, Jansen was right. Uh, definitely Cobra Kai. I want Anthony to hurry up and catch up because <laughs> yeah, dude. I, am, I am so hooked. I am hooked on Cobra Kai to the point where I'm already waiting for season four. I sadly already knocked out season three. Um, but what I really enjoy a lot about this show is the fact that there are a lot of comics that I just kind of fell off of. I stopped reading comics at a really young age because I just started diving more into video games. But uh, getting more into, you know, we're rediscovering a lot of this stuff, getting more into the part where I'm introducing Jansen and Anthony to something I've tried and they haven't or vice versa. That's mm-hmm. what I really can't wait to start knocking out because as much as we're rediscovering stuff, we're also, you know, kind of being introduced to something new. It, it, it's It's been out forever, but it's new to me. And it, be, it may be something that Anthony's been into forever since he was a kid. So it's things like that that I'm really excited for, for the possibilities of really diving into something brand new, but it's been around forever. Uh, That's awesome. Really for. And one of those, for example, for me, um, the PlayStation 2, one of my favorite games on the PlayStation 2 was Guitar Man. Um, not a very popular game, but it's a game. There's really no story to the game, but it's such a fun rhythm-based game that I would love for them to play if they haven't played it. But yeah, that's what I'm most excited for is getting to that point where I could introduce them to something they haven't done or they haven't been introduced to and vice versa. Yeah, we're you still know, trying that... to get Jansen on bug snacks, but we're, we, we, haven't <laughs> sold, we haven't sold them on yet. You guys just feed right into the what my next big question would have been, but it's gonna it's it's tough, and I'll honestly say like I don't know that this is easily answered. But speaking of things that that you want to introduce to one another and you want to bring to the table, and maybe you introduce to your audience, uh, do any of you guys have any glaring holes? Like this is the honesty part. Like, no, I never finished Final Fantasy VII. Like, this is the confessional. What's a gl- and then that wasn't me. I'm not saying that for me. So I, please don't. You know, dock me any nerd points. Um, but 
what glaring holes do you guys have in your geek education that you'd like to to fill? Tell me how you'd like to fill your holes. <laughs> <laughs> See what you did there. See what you did Giggity. there. Giggity. Ooh, hmm. that is, that's that's interesting. I, I feel like I have glaring holes in probably everything that I'm a fan of. Like, it's interesting how those crop up, right? Like, I, yeah, like it's funny. Yeah, there's. I mean, if you look at like video games, for example, like I I don't know the game. I've heard Caesar talk about that game. I've never played that game. Um, I have beat Final Fantasy VII a long time ago. <laughs> I have not beat the Final Fantasy original, game. original, like, the original. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, that's t- that's tough because I I do feel like like I could have conversations about comics with people, um, but I don't feel like I'm an expert at all when it comes to like comics. And I know I have friends that can go like in depth on stuff that they've read and like all the classics. And at one point, I read like all the classics, um, or I'd like to think I read all the classics, but I just I just don't remember like like the things the way that people remember i i i can't i can't recall like moments and stuff like that and so yeah hmm. i I don't know if that's like glaring holes because that i think that kind of makes what's rediscovery fun for me is because i can like we did i'll say like old man logan we went back through and when we did old man logan i read old man logan but rereading it it was like reading it for the first time again because i just forgot about it and then literally by the time we did the episode i just forgot about what i did right <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're talking like oh yeah that did happen um uh, yeah I, I don't know there I, I feel like that's i have glaring holes in everything because like I, i've been out of it for a really long time because alzheimer's and, and it's probably that like i really it's probably something going on in my brain um but I, I've been out of it for so long on on some things for so long that that I I do feel um, that I sound, sound be... like an apologist, man. You're starting to sound like yeah, you're, yeah, you're... yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay if you step away for a little while. It's all right. My name is Jansen, and I'm a. And I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. I haven't read enough comics. <laughs> but it's true though. It, it's weird. Like you're doing a podcast um, or a show on rediscovery where we're talking about stuff and. <laughs> It's just like sometimes you kind of feel like that. Uh, uh, see, this is me when I lose my words and I can't think of the. Um, well, no, I, I agree with you. Your own type stuff. Yeah. Because like sometimes it's like there's like imposter syndrome with me because when we're talking about like video games and Caesar and Anthony are having these like discussions on like PlayStation 2 games or Xbox games, and I literally can't remember anything about the games they're talking about, even though I know I played them. Um, I think those are my glaring holes. Is that I just <laughs> so maybe maybe another uh, bit of brain games on the DS. <laughs> there you go. A little more Sudoku puzzles. Yeah, Caesar, what about you? <laughs> do you have any uh, any holes that you'd like to fill? <laughs> I, I, I do have a major glaring uh, glaring hole, uh, giggity. Um, <laughs> that still bugs me to this day, and I don't think I've ever actually said it to anybody. So this will be the first time I actually mention Ooh. it. Oh, juicy! Oh, exclusive, exclusive. Um, one of my all-time favorite games. Love it. Still play it to this day. Still can get to the final boss. And I'm ashamed to admit I've never beat the final boss, and that is Mike Tyson's Punch Outs. Mm. Um, that is one game that's 
I will, like people have seen me play it and they are shocked and surprised at how fast I get through every single match because I know I'm like the back of my hand. But yeah, to this day, I still have yet to beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out. I've beat the original punch out. So I beat Mr. Dream, but Mike Tyson's punch out, that guy's got my number. I have yet to beat that game and it bugs me to this day. Wow. Well, I think I joined uh, the rest of the audience and wishing you luck on that endeavor, sir. <laughs> wow. I, wow. I, if it makes you feel better, I haven't beat Mike Tyson either, Caesar. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make you feel better? Well, it should. Not a bit. <laughs> Anthony, what about you, man? Well, what's been interesting and cool is that it's happened to me recently. Um, obviously, Cobra Kai being one of them, but even the game that we just you know rediscovered, um, Knights of the Old Republic, completely missed the boat on that game. Um, so it was my first time actually experiencing it when we discussed it. Um, so I felt like that was definitely a, a, a glaring uh, gap in my, my geekdom since, you know, it's considered one of the best all time star Wars games. And then even upcoming TV, Buffy, same thing, never watched that completely missed the boat. And we're actually, you know, rediscovering that in the next couple of weeks. So yeah. that, that'll be very, that's, it's been very cool to go back, but it's been interesting too, because I don't have quote unquote the the nostalgia, you know, baggage, but I think that's what's interesting rediscovering some of the things without it because yeah, it does mm-hmm. give you a different perspective and you feel differently about it because you didn't experience it when you you know, that time and place. Um so but I think that's what makes it really cool. Natalie and I just started a rewatch of Buffy and Angel. Oh, so nice. That's exciting, man. That's fun. Like I'm, I'm excited for you. And that's the other <laughs> great thing about rediscovering something for other people when they, they stumble onto something is that for me, being excited for them and the journey that they're about to undertake. Yeah, it's almost like it's a bit of jealousy too, depending on what it is. <laughs> yeah, or or maybe like pity, like oh, <laughs> oh, you're watching the prequels for the first time. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. But... Kinda... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, please. No, I was going to say, it's kind of like, I'm looking forward, so I have a five-year-old son, and so I can't wait, and we're kind of hitting, like, things that, like, he's starting watching, like, Star Wars, for example, and stuff like that, and that, yeah, it's, it's, I, that the whole thing is seeing it through his eyes for the first time, and then really hoping that he likes it, because if he doesn't, it's just going to make me question him. (laughs) 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 You're going to have to decide if you're on the wheel or not. (laughs) Yeah, like, it's just going to make me just, so... Um, I will say though, this actually brought up something, my glaring hole, I will say, I I mentioned like all that other stuff, but I think video games in general were my glaring hole. And I think right now I'm currently trying to fix that. Um, and that's weird because I've been, I work for a video game company, uh, but I rarely finish games. Um, we've talked about it many of times. Preach brother that i play a game for like a couple hours and part of it i blame on like motion sickness and blah 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 but i think like but that's 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 been kind of a glaring hole that this rediscovery um has actually helped like playing star wars again like that actually put me like playing a game again or more hours like i put like 20 something hours in the star wars Knights of the republic and i haven't done that in years on anything so Jansen is actually outplaying Anthony and myself. Yeah. He's playing wow. more games. Wow. He is, yeah, he is clocking in more game time these past few weeks than than we have put together, actually. So, wow. yeah, uh, hats off to him for that. 
Pops. Yep. <laughs> that is superb. Man, guys, I, I know that we're uh, running a little over time at this point, and I know you all have busy lives, and I cannot thank you enough again for, for joining us here on uh, Ruminations from the Red Room. Um, it's been it's been fun. It's been a lot of a lot of fun, and I think that if you guys will come back, the audience would love to hear some more of these stories and hear some more about what you guys are endeavoring to do. Uh, is that a word? Did I make that word up? Endeavoring. Uh, it sounds good to me, man. Like <laughs> you, probably, you probably don't want to take my word because I make up words all the time. I'm putting it on Wikipedia right now. <laughs> you it in. Are, are you the resident fact checker on uh, Rediscover Geek, Caesar? <laughs> oh no, that would be Anthony. I would assume. He's okay. He's the one usually checking the websites. <laughs> that's a really good point. We should really fact check what we say. <laughs> yeah, but we probably, any, probably should. I, I spout probably a lot of stuff that's not fact at all. <laughs> so as an audience, we'll be looking forward to the new segment, Fact Checking with Tony. <laughs> as you go back and you fact check what you guys said in the last episode. That's... That's actually something interesting. <laughs> I'm actually all for that. Yeah. You just added a whole amount of stress to Jansen's uh, workload again. Yeah, I'm actually really fascinated about like what I don't remember and what I think I remember. <laughs> oh man, I've had a lot of fun, guys. Thank you, you, you so much. Well, thank no. you. You don't yeah, just, you. you don't want to put me in fact checking because I can't even get the number of our episodes right. So <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, but no, thank you so much for having us. This has been a blast. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I, I for one would definitely want to come back and that I would love to have you on our podcast at some point as well. Um, so give that some ruminant. Rumination. Hey, thank you very much. It's very kind, very kind. Uh, I had something to say at the end, but then I got flattered and I feel very good. Uh, <laughs> there because that would be awesome. And of course I'd love to, to join you guys sometime. It'd be a blast. Yeah. Live the twitching with you. Oh, that that's what I wanted. Okay. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, before we sign off, uh, give us again, uh, some quick, uh, socials, et cetera, where the audience can find you, Anthony, uh, me personally, <laughs> No. Uh, so basically, no, the, we have your the, dog. Yeah, our show. Uh, definitely visit uh, rediscovergeek.com. Um, I think also too, what wasn't mentioned is Jansen has really made this. He's got very grand plans for this. So it is like uh, a huge brand, but it's also an online comic book shop. So if you go to rediscovergeek.com, you'll be able to see all of our uh, podcast episodes. But it's also um, uh, online comic book shop, so you can actually peruse the selection of wares and goods, and then definitely buy some stuff. Um, but yeah, you can find us at rediscovergeek.com. Uh, um, our Twitch is, what is it, gents? It's like twitch.tv yeah, slash rediscovergeek. Yeah, slash rediscovergeek. So um, twitch.tv. One more time. Uh, twi <laughs> twitch.tv slash uh, rediscovergeek is cool. our Twitch. Um, and then all of our socials are rediscovergeek, at rediscovergeek, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And then our show is every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, we go live. Then, yeah, you can – I think we're putting the episodes up on YouTube, if I'm not correct. No, not, not since the new year. Oh. <laughs> so. That's the production guy. Where do we stand on YouTube, Caesar? 
YouTube, right now we're kind of on hold. Uh, just their algorithm and just the way they do things is just kind of funky. So we do have older shows on there if you want to check them out. Uh, that is, uh, again, uh, Rediscover Geek on YouTube. Uh, but we are working out some kinks there. So, um, But the podcast, uh, you can find it anywhere, I believe, Jensen. Yeah, so it's on like iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, all the uh, all those big ones um, at Rediscover Geek. So. Excellent, guys! Thanks again for joining me here at Ruminations from the Red Room. Uh, I've been your host, Mitch Proctor. Please check out the website ruminationsradionetwork.com for a wealth of other variety and podcasts and hosts. Uh, we all usually have a good time over there, and. If you get a chance, if you're so inclined, please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again, and let a smile be your umbrella. scared watching horror movies by yourself well now you don't have to hang out with ruminations of red room all things horror from movies to the latest spooky games we've played come hang out but hurry the killer's behind you